0: Minnie is back with me on the podcast this week to talk about friendships, the good, the bad, the ugly, and when fighting for friendship is totally worth it. We've been friends for over 17 years. (laughs) This fall, it will be 18 years. So Minnie, um, our friendship is about to become an adult.
1: So yes, it's crazy because now our friendship is as old as we were when we met.
0: That yeah. We met when we were 17. Oh my gosh. Putting that in perspective like that is it, We were babies. We were babies and it makes it makes me feel old. I mean, do you- we could have been we could have been born and become 17 again. You know, I would hope that we could say that our friendship has matured to adulthood and learned enough, and you know everything will be smooth sailing into old retirement home age for us. But young adults are nuts, and um, so maybe we still better buckle up until our friendship is in its thirties because <laughs> we still have a lot of life to live. Um, but yeah, we we met, we worked at I'm I'm. I'm not going to be ashamed to say it. We both worked at Abercrombie and Fitch and um that's how we met. And I mean, our second year of friendship was spent getting full-time jobs, like leaving AF and and getting full-time jobs. I got engaged and you were one of my bridesmaids, which we talked about in episode one.
1: Oh my gosh. Of I the remember. show, period. I don't know why I remember you had a Nextel and I don't know why <laughs> I think of that. But every time I think back to that time, I always think of us like hanging out. Be I did. A- Nextel.
0: I had a Nextel phone. Did you at one point have a razor? Uh, yeah, I did. Not pretty sure it was pink. <laughs> yep. I remember that one. <laughs> Am I aging us enough now?
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, First of all, the store that we worked at, we actually started at the kid's store, which is not even... I'm no longer at the mall and hasn't been forever. Neither is A I I don't know. Wait, what? A and F is Stop. leaving.
0: Wait, what? Yes, it's done. Isn't that Can wild? More like,
1: date there or something?
0: I don't know. I don't know when it's closed. What? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure this out and maybe go I, okay, and have a dumb, coffee. I'm gonna have
1: to go emotionally recover from this because do you remember when I was pregnant with Peyton and you were in Nashville? And you made a comment about like, I don't really wear Abercrombie anymore. And I was hormonal and I bawled that <laughs> you didn't wear Abercrombie anymore. I'm like, everything is changing. And I cried.
0: I do remember that. I remember you telling me that you did that. And that was so funny.
1: I oh my you.
0: gosh. When we both got full-time no, I jobs.
1: Abercrombie. Anyway.
0: I think it's really the mall and the pandemic and everything is online now. I mean, when was the last time that you went to the mall? I mean, I know you don't live near that mall anymore, but even when you lived in Lancaster County, when was the last time you re- you went to the mall?
1: To not eat at a restaurant.
0: <laughs> yes. So that's
1: the thing. Yeah, like, I know.
0: It's been, I mean, for me, I think it's been it hasn't been two years. I do think that I went to the mall around the holidays last Christmas. I, I haven't been there in 2020 because, you know, the pandemic and there was no reason to go to a mall. Like at this right. point, you're, you know, you're supposed to just go to essential stores and places that you, you need to go to. Um, and that's pretty much what you and I have done. So, so we sad. haven't really gone many places for leisure. So I think it's just part of yeah, it, it wasn't lucrative. So got to shut it down. We
1: got paid very, very little. (laughs) We had a good time.
0: We had a great time. And that's the thing that that job was more of an experience (laughs) than, than, uh, something you did for money, but it was, it was a great time. We had, we had so much fun, so much fun. And then we had to be adults Adults. and get full-time jobs And I was at the time planning a wedding and that ended because my 19 year old self was like, hold up, if I'm getting married, the chances of me pursuing my dream are going to become slim to none. And I knew that. So my engagement ended and I moved away. And I think that was kind of the start of things shifting in our friendship, you know, sure. before then we were kind of inseparable. We were in, you know, when you're a teenager, you your best friend is someone somebody that you hang out with all the time, you're inseparable, you do everything together, and then you transition to, you know, maybe for some people that was going to different colleges, and for us it was you getting a full-time job and, and being home in our hometown. And I left and went to Nashville to pursue a singing career. So that was shift number one in our friendship. And it was hard. It wasn't easy because we were, you know, I didn't have my best friend and I was in a whole new world and you were in Lancaster doing your own thing, trying to kind of be an adult and figure out what your new life was and we weren't doing that together and then a, just a year in you got pregnant with your first precious born son Peyton and you started mom life at 22 and I was starting to get gigs and I started a. I think I I was filming a reality show when you had Peyton I remember that so no yeah. one will know this show because it only aired two episodes and no one watched it but I was a part of a reality show called Nashville that aired on Fox back in the fall of 2007 you when I was filming a snippet
1: of you in a people magazine that I saved. Oh,
0: you're such a sweet friend to do that. Yes, I I did get to have some cool experiences but aside from that it was a bust but it's okay because it, it sparked a lot of other things that I got to do in my career. So I'm still very thankful for it, but, um, you know, you becoming a mom and your best friend being hundreds of miles away, pursuing a career that was, that was a, I don't, I don't even know if I would say a difficult time
1: in our friendship. It just, it was just a shift. It was different. I mean, for that one short year before I had Peyton, I had to fly to Nashville a couple of times. Um,
0: yes, and you did.
1: So I think that that helped the transition because at least I knew I could. I mean, I was young, I didn't have a good care in the world like really no responsibility. I just had to take off from mark if I needed to. And I could just hop a plane to Nashville and I did a couple times. And so that was fun. And But then it was also exciting because as much as I hated not having you home anymore, it, another element of like excitement and fun was added.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it really shifted when I had paid because then I couldn't hop on a plane and come see you anymore.
0: I know then it was, you know, anytime I was home, I came home to meet him and to, to see you and be with you. And that was really the only time I got to see you is when I came home. And obviously you were one of the first people that I saw anytime I came home, but it was definitely a shift and, you know, travel on through the years you had you got um, you got married and you had your your second son Nolan and you were in this period of motherhood that's really tough and very demanding and I was on tour touring the nation and I could not relate <laughs> to what you were going through and what you had going on And then I mean, then you ended up you went through a divorce and
1: Right. I went from being on like the top of the world feeling like I've got the American dream. We bought a house, having a baby. Like I felt like my life is like coming together and forming and this is it. And then that came crashing down very, very shortly afterwards. So I'm going through like a lot of like adult Hard stuff. Yeah. Hard stuff. Um, yeah. And then you're, you're in a different place. You're, you know, you're still like young and free and you can kind of do. I remember,
0: I, I don't know the city that I was in, but I remember what the lobby looked like that I was sitting in when I was talking to you on the phone and you told me that you were getting a divorce and everything that you were feeling. And I remember circling this lobby and talking to you on on my phone, and um, I remember wishing that I could just hug you, but having no idea what to even say, because, like you said, we were in our mid twenties, and I had I didn't even have a boyfriend. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was traveling and singing backup and. I just had no clue what it was like to have two young kids and a marriage at all and then for that marriage to shift and, and and grow apart I just didn't even know what that looked like there there were a couple times and not because of of this but I think you know with friendships I think the most difficult part about these long-term friendships like what we've had is these shifts in your life somebody is going through life at a totally different pace than you are or or just looks different like ours it's really hard to keep the friendship what it was and stay close when you don't have what's the word I'm looking for when you when you can't empathize sympathize understand what is going on in either of our lives you you couldn't understand what it was like no. being in my world and you know my biggest devastation was i had this record deal and i was writing and i was doing all these things but my label didn't seem to give a hoot what was going on like they just kind of were always they were always putting me on the back burner you know i was always second to whatever else they had going on. And that was my biggest heartbreak. And I was in a relationship with one guy who I thought I was madly in love with. And it was a train wreck of a relationship. And I remember calling you (laughs) once because I was still in a relationship with this one guy, but there was this other guy <laughs> that I used to really like that was kind of coming around sometimes. And I was like, what do I do? And you're like, I don't know. I-, I could just tell in your voice you were like, this is so stupid. There are bigger things going on. Well, I didn't think I'm that you not- – no, 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 I no, no. terrible. Oh, my goodness, no. It is hilarious to think about now, as you should have. You were – at the time, you were, you know, you were married, you were still married. So you had Peyton Nolan and you were married. So for me to be like, I'm in this train wreck relationship and yet there's this guy that I'm thinking about leaving him for, it was like, Lindsay, just make a decision to do it, which is not what you told me. You are very careful with your words. You do not show any judgment, but I could just tell it was like, I don't know. I'm not there at that point in my life. Like I'm married with two young kids. I don't know what you're going through, you know. It was more like that. And so I think we 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 went through a couple of times where it's really hard to describe what our friendship has been through because I, f- I well, I'll just come out and say it. There have there've been times where we've gone long periods of time without talking. Hmm. And none of those times were really ever because of something really big. No. It wasn't no. like we really hurt each other. So we
1: stopped. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like you were never like insensitive about anything. There was no like. And neither were you. Passive aggra- yeah. No, nothing major. I, I think it was just. And what's what? funny though is during those times anything that happened big or small I was like oh well, I just I just want to tell Lindsay about it.
0: Oh, I was the same way. I think what we went through was really just it was it was almost like a clash of the times. Like we were in two totally different lives and one of us basically would get frustrated or let down by the other over something stupid. And that would cause us to not talk for a little while. I think the longest we went without talking was actually a couple of years, which is crazy to think about, but it, you know, I think it just it, it's just what happens. The reason I wanted to do this episode so badly now is because in the social media world, a lot of people that I really look up to and follow, and I listen to their podcasts, have talked a lot in detail about friendships and specifically about friendship breakups. And I I, I don't know if this is a huge topic because of 2020 and the pandemic. You know, obviously, you know, in 2020, there were a lot of breakups. Like romantic breakups. There were a lot of divorces, not just from people in my, not even my inner circle, but just the people that I'm friends with on Facebook or, you know, high profile divorces. Like so many people parted ways in 2020. I think there's just been so many people that have, I don't know, maybe they've had some heart to hearts and just have realized were really different. I don't know if people have been stuck in their own heads and in their own ways and I I don't know. I I mean that's not how 2020 went for for me. I feel like a lot of my well what did happen in 2020 for me? My good core relationships got stronger. And relationships that I have been holding on to because they meant so much to me at a time drifted. And there's there's a difference in drifting relationships and toxic, bad relationships that need to go away. You know, they need to be done.
1: For sure. I think a lot of people have, um, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. I mean, I don't know. But I I feel like a lot of people have really um, maybe have reflected on the people in their lives or or things like that. And I think people have gotten a little bit stronger at realizing who adds to their life or who maybe, you know, sort of tends to bring them down more. And so I think people have really just reevaluated their relationships lately. And I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. necessarily because of a pandemic or just because of like a, a personal growth thing or I don't know, but I feel like people have really reevaluated, like even like down to who they follow on social media, things like that. So if someone is not like bringing you joy or, or, you know, if they're bringing you down in any kind of way, I think people have really um, maybe started to take better care of themselves and their mental health. So if that means maybe not necessarily cutting somebody off, but maybe distancing someone for your own sake, I think a lot of people are really starting to do that.
0: That's a really good perspective. And I I hadn't really thought of that, that people were just kind of maybe taking the time in quarantine to reevaluate their life and what is lifting them up, what's holding them back. Um, so the, yeah, that's you, you make a great point. I I think that the toughest part about friendships is when they drift or end, or even if you go through a period of time where maybe it seems like it ended, but it's just a break of sorts. I wonder if you feel the same way. They are, and I think a lot of people feel this way, they hurt so much worse than romantic breakups. Friendship breakups
1: are
0: 100%. Yes. This one girl I follow on uh, social media, her name's Blake Guichet at the girl named Blake. She said, It's like amputating a limb when you have a, a, a friendship breakup. Yes. It is so devastating. And why is it so devastating? And I think because even more so than our romantic relationships sometimes, We pour our soul into another person and we have sometimes more memories with that person than we do our spouses, especially like with you and me. I mean, we have a 17 year relationship and my husband and I just celebrated eight years of marriage and we're coming up on 10 years together, but I knew you for over seven years, almost eight years, when I met him. So, that alone, you know, we have a lot of history, a lot of memories. So, anytime we went through some breaks, I call them, it was devastating. It was, it was awful. It was so devastating.
1: I, I feel like, and I know, I know a lot of couples will refer to their spouse as like, this is my best friend and they might be, but I also think that there is, at least for me, there is like, Oh, such a huge difference between like your spouse feeling like your best friend, but having your girl best friend. That is not to me. They're not, they're not the same.
0: No, they're um, not. And they
1: can't be the same. Um, it's a different kind of love. It really is. It is. And it is. It, when we, you know, went through those periods of time, they were awful and they were never, but I never, I thought of you all the time, but it, it was never in like anger or, or anything like that. It was, oh my gosh, I would, I would totally text this star right now.
0: Absolutely. I went through the so same like, exact
1: stuff. What's funny. And what I love about our friendship is that We really have only been going through the same things really for that, like first year or two of our friendship. And then ever since then, we've been, we've been doing things way different,
0: completely opposite.
1: Yeah. But there was never a time when I hesitated to talk to you about something because I felt like you wouldn't understand or um, you wouldn't care because it's not, it's not part of your life too. Um, and that's what I love about our friendship is that sometimes like I needed, I needed you and it didn't, it didn't matter if you could relate to what I was going through or not. I just needed the person who like knew me and that I know cares about me, no matter what I'm going through. And Regardless of what you said, even if you really couldn't offer advice, just to be able to like talk to you, like that's what I needed.
0: Yep, I remember. I I don't remember exactly when it was. I remember it was it was during a time where we were not we weren't talking, and I remember David saying, asking he he asked me he said, you know I don't understand the context of why you guys aren't talking. And, and I, I, I'm never going to understand. I don't know if it's a guy thing or if it's a I don't, I don't understand female friendship thing. But why does it hurt you so much? And I said, you don't understand. She knows all of me. Like, I don't have to explain anything to her. And I feel like I don't, at least in our, in where we live, in in our hometown, I didn't have that kind of friendship. I have had, I've developed some great, really awesome friendships with other moms who have kids, Andrew and Emmett's age. And I love those friendships. I'm very, very grateful for those friendships, but I don't have deep roots with those people, so I don't – even even to this day, like I said, I love them to death, but there are some things that I don't think I would go to them and ask just because I would have to further explain me, myself, and why – this certain thing upsets me or why that. And with you, I don't have to do that. You already know me. So when I say something, you're like, okay, I know Lindsay, I can help her in this way, or I can just let her vent or I, you know, because I know her. And so when I, I remember when David asked me that question and I said, she just, she knows all of me and I don't, I, I don't have that with anybody else."
1: I. It- but I didn't expect to almost cry during this thing, <laughs> but that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's the, the, you have been there through every major part of my life, like my kids and, and at a time when you had so much going on and, you know, you, you were like, I mean, to me, you were like, young and free. And I was like the old lady, (laughs) No, Um, but like you loved my kids from day one, 100%. And you could have easily like left me in the dust.
0: Oh, I (laughs) thought you were going to say you could have easily taken my place. And I'd be like, yes, I could have. I loved them (laughs) that much. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Well, I mean, you probably
0: still still (laughs) good. but <laughs> no I could not I could never I could never be mama to those two boys you are the perfect mother I look up to you so much you are incredible the way I mean they are your world you they are and I just admire you so much but um but I love them enough that I uh, I feel like they're partly mine and so oh, they ways. are so no they are
1: yeah, they are. See, this, like, I, it's funny because I think Peyton posted on Instagram um, after we were over for Thanksgiving, um, you guys are like family. And you commented and said, uh, we are family. Yes. <laughs> uh, <correction>. we are. <laughs> we are like, that's family. just how we are. Like, I go over yes. to your house. I know all of your family and like, you know, and it's just, it's become more family than anything absolutely but you could have easily left me behind in the dust I mean 2007 you're out in Nashville doing your thing I'm having a child um barely drinking age you know so <laughs> um like you could have I could have easily been forgotten about and I know you have mentioned before like you felt that you weren't there for me enough but I yes never I have. once felt like that never ever Never. Which I it it I'm I never to that was that. never a thought in my mind, ever.
0: The the great thing about our friendship is that because of everything that we've been through, and even because of some of the breaks, we've grown so much stronger. And I think we know more and more and more about each other. Because of the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, the times when we could not relate to one another. I think just like in the beginning, I think now we can really relate to each other again. Even though I don't have a 13-year-old and an almost 11-year-old, you have had a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And we both have boys. And your boys light up my two boys and your boys treat my sons like their family.
1: And I, I mean, get they to see a side of my kids when they're with your boys that I don't obviously get to see because, um, we're not around little ones very often. So when we are over and they are around each other, I get to see the side of them. That is is so amazing because I don't, you know, ever really get to see it
0: they are it's like amazing. they are like little caretakers and it is so adorable so i i feel like our friendship now is the most similar or not our friendship i feel like our lives now are the most similar that they that they've been in a very 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 long time For sure. we're we're in somewhat of a similar path as you know as far as life goes. We're both dedicated to our kids. You know, we're we're both, both gonna
1: sit down moms. and cry this fall when yes. one starts kindergarten and one starts high school. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. We talked about that. So we we just recently discovered this um non-alcoholic beverage called Nope, which is hilarious in and of itself. And that and will be
1: we will all probably be reviewing or talking about that on our next Um, mommy wine culture.
0: We definitely will be. And I'm so excited for that episode. It's we're going to record it next week and um, it'll be, it'll be coming on within the next few weeks. It will be released. Um, But yes, but Amanda texts me and she said, so this fall, I'm going to be coming over to your house with tissues and a pack of Nope. And we're going to be bawling our eyes out because my son is starting kindergarten and yours is starting high school, high school. That's crazy. <clears throat> That's crazy. What? Like, I, I, I can't believe that.
1: But it's amazing how we are raising kids can be par- so parallel, even when they're um, such a, such an age gap. And for a while I was a little sometimes it would make me a little sad to think that like, we weren't going through the same kind of stuff with our kids at the same time, like, and I'm so thankful that you have friends that you can relate to with that. And I think it made me wish that I could relate to you at the same time, but I also love the fact that like, because my kids are so much older, it gives a really like, special dynamic to everything and so while now i'm not raising little ones at the same time as you we we get to see a different dynamic that's really really special
0: yes and people. i have i've really loved being able more so i mean unfortunately you really can't come to me for advice because you're the seasoned parent and no no, no I'm, I can. I'm not
1: i can and i'll tell you why because you are you are level-headed And you, you give really, really, really good advice. So even if no, you can't necessarily like relate to having a teenager because you don't have one, but like, but I can still come to you. And that's what I love about our friendship is even though you would have, you know, nothing to really like, well, this is what we do. Or I've been through that too. While you can't add that part into anything, but like you add so much in so many other ways.
0: Thank you for saying that. That's
1: why I'm going back to saying, like, I have never felt like I couldn't come and talk to you about anything because you're not going through it. Or I felt like you couldn't relate or you wouldn't care because it's not your stage of life. I know that I can come and talk to you about anything, regardless of whether you're going through it or we'll go anything. Well, I feel the
0: same way about you. And like I said, that's mostly because of, you know, me back and forth, upside down every which way. But I have loved since day one, I've been able to come to you and say, Andrew's doing this. What, what's, what is this all about? Or, oh my gosh, it's so hard having a six month old and a three-year-old. How did you do it
1: single? Well, it's <laughs> side note, our kids, my boys and her boys are the same age apart. So yes, two and a half years. So, it's funny for her to go through things because I was literally there at one point with the same ages, going through with the exact same thing. So, yes. and I was
0: like, "Did you not die every day? Like, <laughs> were, were you bawling your eyes out every day?" Because I feel like I can bawl my eyes out today, and yes. and you were like, "You'll get through it. You will get through it. It's going hate- to get." It's going to get hate the same like, physically the
1: days are long, but the years are short.
0: Yes. Oh, it's you so true it though. Sounds,
1: mm, no one wants to hear that when their kids are screaming and you know, the house isn't, no one wants to hear it. Okay. But it, like, goodness, it is so true.
0: I already feel it. Andrew just turned five and we were kind of sharing pictures of when you and the boys came to the hospital to meet Andrew and your Nolan, who's about to be 11, was technically five when he met Andrew, and now yeah. Andrew's five. And that just was that a mind-blowing moment for me of, oh, this is quick. Like, this, this life is so quick. This parenting journey is so fast. So and it is. I better savor these cuddles and wanting mommy all the time because – it's it's gonna go away. I mean, I I say this to you all the time. I pray that my kids are like yours because your boys are almost fourteen and almost eleven, and they they still want you like they still are all about mom. And I'm like, please let my kids be like, please let night, be like we that, please. Last night
1: we were watching a Zoom um, that the high school administration and stuff they were giving about courses <laughs> for next year, and. The whole, so I'm like, you know, why don't you sit and watch this with me? It'll be helpful to hear what they have to say. And so he, we were sitting on the couch and he leaned right up against me and had his head like on my shoulder the whole time watching this zoom with me. And I'm like, how, how is the child that's still going to, you know, lay up on their mom? How, how's he going to high school next year? <laughs>
0: oh, but he's, he's something special and you have a really special bond with your kids and
1: we do. Is he perfect? Nope. De- nope. Is can he be a tried and true teenager? Mm-hmm. A <laughs> <laughs> little yes, <bit>. <laughs> But well, like I will go to bat for him every single time.
0: Well, of course, because you're the best mom ever, and I just, I, I pray I have that that same that same relationship. But you know, now we are in this time, and when I when I think of all these people who are. Are talking about their friendship breakups or drifting apart I'm I kind of wonder if they're if they're really giving it their all or if they're stuck in their own ways or if they're too much in their head and and too much into their opinions and what they feel is right and maybe they disagree with something that their friend is doing um and and that may be the case in a lot of ways. On the flip side of that, there are very toxic friendships. There are people that can be very passive aggressive, very manipulative, people who bring you down, people who put you down. It's, it's one thing to give tough love to a friend that you have invested time in. I mean, you have years of loving them. Then you kind of have the not the right, you never have the right because it's their life, it's not yours. But you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? What I'm trying to say is they have invested enough into that friendship to be able to give the tough love. But there is another side of that where it it becomes toxic and it's like they're putting you down. And that is something that you have to back away from. That's something that you you need to tell that person, bye-bye and step away from that relationship. And you might still go through a grieving process of that friendship for sure, but a lot of healing needs to take place when there's damage like that. And that's not that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is when friendship is worth it. And in our case, with all the ups and downs we've been through for the, the few times that we have actually stepped away from our friendship, it has been so worth it to get reunited and figure out why we didn't we stopped talking and try to learn from that and move forward stronger. And I think we've done a really good job of that. There are definitely some things that I have learned about myself because of our friendship that if we wouldn't have stuck it out, I would have never learned and would have spent the rest of my life being this kind of person. And, you know, I'm I'm not, it, it's not anything that I'm about to say is not putting myself down or making me out to seem like a controlling, terrible human being, but there's things that I have caught and that I have learned, especially the last time that we went, we went through a break. I don't think that there's, there was, I don't think that you, that we can, when, when we really get down deep into it, I don't think you can blame either one of us. For any time there's been a break, just simply because on both sides, I I know what I've really learned about myself is I I try my best not to be somebody, well, scratch that. I don't even try. I am not a judgmental person, but I've I feel like, I think I know what's best for people, (laughs) and sometimes I think that comes off like I'm maybe a little judgy, even though that's not what's in my heart whatsoever, and I also know that when my friends are going through something, I take that on as if I'm going through it too. And sometimes I can be way too invested in whatever is going on in your life or somebody else's life, and it's it's unhealthy. It's really being a good friend is being there for that person fully with whatever they're going through, but you can't take it on yourself. And it's really, really super hard for me to not do that, but... I used to be terrible at that. And I would give advice when it wasn't asked for. I would say way too much about how I felt about a certain situation, good or bad. And it was just too much, I think, sometimes. And I, what I've learned about you is that sometimes – you just need somebody to hear you and not talk at you. And I think that there are also times that you just need to take a step back and take a break. And I am not good with that. I am like, no, 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 no. What's like, what's going on? I'm going to beat a dead horse about it. And then I just get ticked off and, and I'm like, all right. I'm, you know,
1: how can she do this to me?
0: Yes, and then I and then I get to the to the angry part, and just kind of let things go. And I've I've learned that number one, like I said, I don't need to fix people, I don't need to fix their situations. I shouldn't give advice unless it's asked for. And I need to be because I am a good listener, but I need to I need to to stay in, in the listening realm instead of trying to interject my feelings all the time about situations. And then there's a part of me that I know just needs to be patient. And I've learned that I really need to be a lot more patient in my relationships. I can't expect somebody. Everybody deserves to have a break. Everybody deserves to, to be able to have time to step back and take a breather and not have their best friend freak out about it. And I know that if you ever get to the point where you're a little quieter, <laughs> you're a little bit more silent, maybe I don't hear from you for a little bit, I just need to let you have your time and then come back in a loving way and say, hey, just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I love you. Whatever's, you have done. whatever's going on, you know, I'm totally here for you when you're ready. And that is the that is how to have a healthy friendship, not what I used to do.
1: <laughs> well, so, I mean, you know. I went through many, many things, you know, the last year or so, Um, and I, I, so you might know, like, a general gist of, like, the big things going on, you know, everything that goes on in my life, basically, but um, I know that I need to, like, if I do need some space where like, okay, you know what's going on, but I am like, it hurts too much to talk about it or I'm just exhausted from thinking about it all the time. Or like, I just need like a mental break from whatever. There's like, there's a difference between like shutting down and shutting out. And so my intention is never to, to shut out, but I know um, with some of like the, the big stuff I went through this, last year and a half or so you know he, there were times where like you might not hear from me for a couple days but you would text me and be like just wanted to let you know that I love you and I'm thinking about you and I hope you're okay like and that meant like that did not go like it was not like I'm like looking at my phone like yeah okay whatever no that was like the best so sometimes what you see as trying to advise too much or trying to be too much of a fixer. So for me, I find that sometimes beneficial for me (laughs) only because sometimes I can be quick to react to things and sometimes that's valid. But other times I can maybe overreact before I have time to like calm down about it. So what you can sometimes see is like advising or fixing is also sometimes beneficial because for me, because you help me see things from a different perspective. Like the one thing that I've always said about you is you, you always give people the benefit of the doubt. If something happens or if someone, you know, at any situation, you are always giving people the benefit of the doubt like you never jump to conclusions. You always, at least for me, you've always like given me a chance to like explain something first, like you've asked rather than just, you know, whatever. Sometimes hearing another person's perspective on things, like, like I said, for you, that may come off as like trying to give too much advice that wasn't asked for. But for me, sometimes I like it because I need, I need to hear things from like a different perspective. Like I need to hear a different viewpoint other than what's in my head. Because sometimes I can get stuck on that. And then it's not necessarily how things really are or maybe my first reaction is really harsh and whatever happened really wasn't that bad and I, you know I just need to calm down a little bit first.
0: I I agree. I think The changes that I have made in the last few years have been to ask you more questions before I give my perspective because what I'm basically doing is fishing for, does she want to know what I think or does she just want to be listened to? Does she just want to be heard? And before I didn't used to do that. I would you would send me one text about something that an ex-boyfriend did. And I'd be like, that little off man. with his head. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just, and this is somebody that you love and wouldn't necessarily be in in a place of wanting to break up. You just wanted to tell your best friend something. And I'm like, let's chop off his thing and feed it <laughs> to the fishes.
1: <laughs> I'm that's just kind of,
0: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit of an intense person sometimes. And, you know, I I, I do agree with you. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. And I feel like that's, it, sometimes it's it's unhealthy. Sometimes it's very healthy. I think it has served me more than it has hurt me. Um, but I I think it's it's just so important to understand in your friendships what your friend is needing at any given time, and if you if you disagree on something. I guess depending on what it is, is it worth it to get into a heated discussion about? You know, is it worth it to be becoming judgmental and telling them all the things that they done they've done wrong, or something that that they need to do to? To fix their situation, or you know what what is worth it. I feel like I said I feel like we have a very invested friendship, so if I feel like you need some tough love, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you differently than I would have five years ago, but I'm going to give it to you in the best loving way that I know how.
1: Here's the thing, though: you're never um, there's. It's important. I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes friends do need tough love. And I think it's important to mention that there's a difference between giving tough love and then downright being verbally abusive to your friend. Yes. You can give honest advice without being hurtful and mean.
0: Absolutely. That is where the healthy balance comes in. And, you know, I, I think that over the years we have just really been able to see what each other needs and try to make a shift in how we treat each other because of that cuz I you know the one thing that I have told you in the past is I can handle a lot. I can take on a lot. But if you need a break from me I just need you to tell me (laughs) you know like I'm somebody that needs to hear like hey I love you it's not you know I'm not I'm not well I am ignoring you maybe but I just I just need a little bit of time and and that's it and that is but you know that now you know that
1: yeah yeah and I never, I would never need a break from you specifically. It's at the time, I think I wanted just like a break from life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just kind of shut the world out for a little while.
1: Right. And I know I, I tend to be, I sometimes I tend to be a wart about like, oh no, I hope I didn't make her mad. Oh no. Is that why I, like, I don't know. Not, and this has, this wasn't recent or anything, but you know, like, gosh, did I do something that made her upset that she's not texting me back? Like, because I worry. And that's a worrier. I am a big worrier because I don't want to be on bad terms with people. I do not like when people are mad at me. I, I don't, I don't like any kind of tension or drama. I cannot stand it. It gets to me. So if I, if I feel like someone's mad at me, I can't, I can't. The one thing though, that I have, um, that I do try to do is because i know that we both have stuff going on in our in our own lives and so and it was funny it, not funny but you know last year you at the same time that you're diagnosed with breast cancer i'm beginning another divorce so um for me what i felt like i was going through was so small com- compared to what you were going through like i felt like I had no right to like complain or cry.
0: It was not small, Amanda. Um
1: well, I'm I calling know. you Amanda. <laughs> oh my god. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um that was weird. I know. I don't,
0: I don't <laughs> see here this is my problem. See, I do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Miss, I'm correcting you. <laughs>
1: oh gosh if that's you being like pointing your finger at me you gotta you gotta do a lot better
0: no (laughs) but but for real I can I can completely understand why you felt that way but you know that I I never felt that for a second
1: you're like you know you're recovering from surgery and you're texting me asking me how I'm doing and I'm like this first of all this girl's I don't deserve her because she shouldn't even like give a shoot I'm going to redo that. Hold on a minute.
0: (laughs) I kind of liked it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: But you know, you're texting me, asking me how I'm doing after, while you're recovering from surgery. And I just felt like this, she shouldn't even be thinking of me. Like I shouldn't even be like a thought. And it spoke very highly of the kind of person that you are to know everything that you're going through, but you're still asking me how I'm doing. Um, You're my best friend, but I do try to be, sometimes I have bigger issues than others that I want to talk about or vent about, or I just need to get off my chest or whatever. But I, sometimes I have like big things happening. And sometimes I just have small little minor events at the same time. There are times when I don't know what kind of day you're having. So I'll text you and be like, do you have the headspace? Or a small vent. yes which i
0: cannot tell you what that has done for me because the other thing i'm trying to work on and this is not an issue in our relationship at all i can say that with 100% truth and confidence and i think you know that but i have a really hard time sometimes with with people <sighs> automatically just coming at me with this st- I'm tr- you know what the truth hurts and the truth is going to hurt me to admit this but I the point of me even having this podcast is to share my life share my failures share how I'm trying to turn them around and be a better person make lemonade out of lemons so but not one
1: <laughs> nothing should ever be made until a limoncello
0: <laughs> that story is still so funny if you didn't if you didn't listen to our mommy wine culture episode you need to listen to it uh but yes so don't don't make limoncello but make make lemonade Aunt, Aunt Lars Lemonade Lars <laughs> is pretty darn good. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to learn things about myself. But if somebody knows I'm going through a really tough time and they don't acknowledge that and come at me with all of the what I call champagne problems about their own life, instead of being the good Christian girl I think I am and saying, you know what, this is their stuff right now. This is really hard for them. I need to take myself out of the equation and my issues out of the equation and listen to them and be a good friend. But that's not where, that's where I might, I eventually get my heart to go. But in the moment I'm like, you're really going to come at the cancer girl and talk about how, you know, you can't get your kid to stop pooping on the floor, and it just has you crying in a corner. Like, really, really? Because <laughs> you know, my husband hasn't been home for seven weeks, and I've been doing this alone, <laughs> like, uh, with chemo. You know, um, and I, what I'm trying to say is, I think that that is the the worst attitude you could have towards the people that you love. But my human, fleshy self has done that to people. And you simply doing one thing, this one little thing and, and, and messaging me or calling me and saying, hey, do you have the headspace for something I really need someone to talk to? Automatically, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if you got a splinter. And for some reason, <laughs> that triggered an emotional roller coaster. I am now thinking, okay, she is taking... She doesn't know what today has been like for me. She knows I'm going through a hard time and she's taking that into consideration while she's going through a hard time, but she's doing that first to, 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 to just be considerate. I think, I think that's the one thing I just, I have, I have a really hard time with, with people who don't think considerately of others first before they spill their crap onto somebody else and you don't know what their crap is. Have I done it to other people? Heck, yes, I have. Did I know I was doing it to them? No, I did not. So I am not without fault. I totally am. We all do this. We've all done this. But doing, sending that one little message to say, hey, do you have the headspace for, for something? I, I really need some advice or I really need my best friend to talk to automatically my heart gets set in the right place and nine times out of ten I'm like absolutely fire away what's up
1: I don't think you've ever said no but yeah I've realized it could just be like a really small stupid thing that's really not a big deal and I'll probably forget about it you know the next day but you know we all have things that just you know little annoyances throughout a day that you just want to like uh, you know, yes, but I, like I said, I also understand that you know, you're home with two little ones and you might have a lot going on, so I don't want to just like bombard you with a text out of nowhere. I said, because you know, I
0: no, <sighs> oh man we got cut off. (laughs) The computer froze. Oh my gosh. I will have to share with you the audio of me when the computer froze. And I just see your, your face frozen. And I'm like, no, (laughs) what? (laughs) no. (laughs)
1: Well, I was talking and then I stopped and you didn't, you just, you just sat there. And I was like, (laughs) was it something I said? Then I realized, you
0: were frozen. (laughs) I was frozen. I was not there. Oh my gosh. That's funny. No, what you were talking about was basically your reasoning behind sending the text asking, you know, if I have, or, or if anybody has the headspace for, um, for your vent, whatever it may be big or small. And I just, I think it's awesome that, you do that it really means a lot to me and if if anybody listening is struggling in their friendships or figuring out if if they're worth it or not i i i think you you need to take a step back and assess okay is this a relationship that is difficult or is there just some growth that needs to happen is this toxic or are we just in a weird period that we need to maybe talk out, maybe give each other some space, maybe figure out how we need to best communicate with each other. Because I honestly think that it took a good 13, 14 years before we really fully understood each other.
1: Yeah. And I think you have to be, you have to be open to understanding the other person. Like you can't, the great thing that I love about our friendship is that we're not exactly the same. So you have to, I think it's important to understand that your best friend doesn't have to be exactly like you. You don't have to have everything in common. You don't have to believe all of the same things or, you know, whatever. Um, but Different so just differences are okay. They don't have to be like a be all end all. It's okay to be different. It's just not okay to be, you know, toxic or to put the other person down or anything, which we've never done.
0: No, that that mm-hmm. is that is a a a a road that our friendship has never gone down. I think because we're both just not those people anyway. But I, I can understand why people would get frustrated enough. In any kind of relationship, including a friendship where they would, they would feel like, man, I just they're not listening to me, they're not hearing me. And you say something that you regret, you know, but right. if, if you're listening to this, and, and you are in a in a transition period with a friend, take a step back from it. You, you can even say to them, and in fact, I would encourage you to say, look, we haven't been seeing eye to eye lately. You know, I think the, not only the pandemic, but also the election did this to a lot of people. You know, yeah. we we live in a world where everybody is showcasing their views and their opinions and whatever they think and feel, they're just putting that out there. You know what you need to be sharing? You need to be sharing love. You need to be showing kindness. You need to be open to hearing other people out that think differently than you. Because if you don't do that, you are going to alienate so many amazing people from your life. And you're going to be stuck in this bubble with people that, guess what? In another couple of years, you're not going to want to be around because they're exactly like you. And I don't know about you, but anybody who's exactly like me would frustrate the living you-know-what out of me. I don't want to be by – I don't want to be – I like being by myself, but I don't talk to myself. I mean, sometimes I guess I do if I'm trying to like think something out or talk to God. But (laughs) I don't like have a conversation with another person that's exactly like me because it would enrage me. You know, you want – God wants us to go out in the world and love on other people, even if they don't think the same way we do and they don't have the same values that we do. He wants us to go out into the world and show, you know what? God loves that person. So I do too. And if you are in a period of your friendship where you're like i just can't believe that they think this way or they feel this way or this or that really look take some time say i just need i just need some time and you need to start by looking inward start by thinking about certain conversations that you've maybe had with your friend and think where could i have done better and check your own heart and and pray about it say god i need one of one of the best verses one of my favorite verses i say this verse almost every day before i read my bible it's psalm 139 verse 23 and 24 and it says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting and basically what that verse is saying is, I know that I'm a simple sinner on this earth and I need God to lead me in the right direction. I, I, you, you can't trust yourself. You should be able to trust yourself in, in certain aspects of your life, but you can't fully trust yourself. You are not outside looking in to everything that comes out of your mouth that somebody is hearing, you are not on the receiving end of how somebody is taking in what you're spilling out. So you need that time of reflection to A, check your own heart and ask God to help you with that. And then, and, and then go there and, and, and understand, okay, what did my friend do to me that really hurt me? And then you just need to have a civil conversation about it. And if that person doesn't want to budge, then maybe that friendship is over or
1: maybe it's just over for a period of time. Or maybe also ask, you know, ask yourself, what did they do to me? Why am I upset? But also what have, what have I could have maybe done to them that, you know, could I have, did I maybe upset them in some way Um, or did I offend them in some way? Um, And Ask, ask that person. Have I, you know, like your friendship means a lot to me, but you know, lately I feel like we're not quite the same lately. So, you know, have I done anything to upset you or, um, but then also, you know, be prepared for an honest answer.
0: Be prepared for an honest answer and also be, be prepared for a passive answer. Because I think sometimes people aren't really comfortable saying, oh, yeah, let me tell you all the ways that you've hurt me. You know, some people want to kind of shy away from getting into that conversation, which, <laughs> which can only sometimes lead to more distance and, and more divide. And I, I think we just need to have some more honest, real talks with our friends before we just throw in the towel or shove someone aside.
1: Yes if, and if there are any kind of friendships that are worth it, the good honest talks that you have, you will feel so much better afterwards. Yes. To get it' all out. And you may come to a conclusion that this
0: friendship was supposed to be just for a season. I have many of those friendships. you know they yeah, well, they
1: didn't end bad.
0: No. But they just, they, you drift apart. And I, I think we're meant to have those kind of friendships in our lives. Just, just because you drift apart doesn't mean that it wasn't incredible and something that you'll take with you for the rest of your life. It's just that friendship had a season. But the friendships that are there for the long haul, the people that you really know, know you inside and out, or you just, you know, you have this, this pull towards them that you just think, you know, this, this person is so important to me. And even though, you know, we've heard each other before, or we've, you know, we're, we're not seeing eye to eye right now. I really think we can work this out. Even if that means taking a step back and taking a break, evaluate it, evaluate yourself, evaluate how, how they've made you feel and then have a real honest talk about it.
1: And also, um, one thing that I know that I've learned that's Im- important, especially in adult relationships, is have give the other person patience and grace because as adults, we have a lot going on in our in our own lives, with our own families, um, jobs, you know whatever the case is. So just you know try to be try to be have patience and you know, offer them grace when they need it. Um, because if it's, if it's a person (laughs) that you feel like you would be missing an arm without, Mm -hmm. you know, then they deserve that. Absolutely. Minnie, I think this
0: was such an important conversation to have. Friendship is one of the most special relationships that God has given us on this earth and we need to cherish them and not take them for granted. And I think that is going to be the best way that we can fellowship and do this life together in the best way so have good conversations with your friends check in with them message your people call your people make time for them even if it's just a simple hey sorry we haven't connected in a little while just wanted to text you and let you know I'm thinking of you can we set up a time to chat soon you know,
1: right? That could go a long way.
0: That can go such a long way. Make sure you're checking in with your people. We're still in a pandemic. You know, we're we're still in this tough time. S- use this time to strengthen your relationships instead of letting them fall to the wayside. But thank you, Minnie, for coming yes, on here. Thank you. Telling our our little story, <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, helping some other friendships out.
1: Right, I hope so.